Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Matt St. Jack. Whether you're an avid anime fan, a wee tadpole still finding your way, or anywhere in between, I'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new. Think Yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in. I know you can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to tell, so let's get to it. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy, Matt St. Jack, back at it again with the white vans, except no white vans. And actually, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I wouldn't necessarily have the vans on if I was sitting in a house. So I guess I'll never be in the white vans. Now that I'm thinking about it. But anyway, uh, back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. No guests today. It's just going to be my beautiful voice. Um, Today we'll be talking through an episode that I dubbed um, a very interesting concept. So the name of the episode is I'm Just Saying. So it's going to be my top four sayings from uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Super, all those, the Dragon Ball Z universe, Dragon Ball universe in general. Um, But before I get into it, I want to always thank you, each and every one of you for listening and sharing the show. Without you guys, this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding. If you're not already following me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AnimeTalk12. That's AnimeTalk1212. Um, there you will find any updates and news regards to giveaways or upcoming episodes. Uh, no no giveaways at this time. Um, as far as upcoming episodes, I got a couple of episodes that are already scheduled. Like I said, the season is already scripted out. Um, it's just trying to get some more collaborations and things like that to make sure that, you know, I guess you, I got some fresh content coming for you guys. So just make sure that you stay tuned. Follow me on those social media handles so that way you can see what's going on. Um, and know that, of course, we drop episodes every midnight. Um, well, I guess mon- Monday morning. So midnight, Sunday night, Monday morning. Um let me know if you when you follow, if you like or dislike an episode. I love interacting with the fans. Um, as always, there may be spoilers ahead, so you have been warned. Shout out to Alejandro, um, as always, because he always tells me about the uh, about the spoilers and stuff like that. So, the big thing about this episode, like I said, the name of the episode I'm titling "I'm Just Saying." Um, so this is basically going to be talking through four sayings that I really enjoyed. I mean, there's some, there's a lot of sayings that you can kind of pick from. I know I've seen like multiple lists where there were like 15 that a lot of people chose from, um, but this is just more so going to be like kind of a recap on what exactly a saying is. If you haven't watched uh, Dragon Ball Z, I suggest that you watch. It. I know a lot of people give Dragon Ball Z, you know, a hard time because it felt more like a cartoon kind of growing up than it did an actual anime uh, but i mean it's it's a pretty decent watch like i can't even lie on that one i can't i can't really lie on that one um now like i said i'm going to talk through what you know a saying is first and foremost and then as we kind of get through the list um and i start knocking out my 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 top four i'll give some ideas of some of the other sayings that i left off of my list that i've seen from other lists so let's go ahead and get into the episode guys so um what is a saying right so that's a common question um if you've never watched the show then you'll probably not understand ex- anything that i'm talking about even i'm going to give you a description if you have watched the show then you probably know a little bit about saying so i went i took to the uh took to the web if you will shout out to fandom um 
that you know i always love going to fandom the the people who who the moderators and things like that that keep that those, those sites up and going are absolutely phenomenal um so i went on there and as i was sitting here you know watching and kind of learning about like what an actual saiyan was i found this information so the saiyans were from planet sadala sadala uh, the planet has a natural gravity that is 10 times that of Earth, which helps give Saiyans a greater natural strength and more than more uh, than most races. Excuse me. In Universe 7, the Saiyans lived here, but their planet got destroyed by internal uh, discord. In Universe 6, the planet still exists. So if you're not familiar already with the universes, um, if you're watching, Su if you've watched Super, then you know exactly where it's coming from, from universes. But basically, different universes, parallel universes, um, allow certain things that happened in one universe not to happen in another one. So if you're following in Universe 7, which is where the majority of Dragon Ball Z takes place at this point, which we just kind of found out, um, Universe 7 is where, like, you know, Goku and all of them are. They're all in Universe 7. In Universe 7, uh, the planet is actually conquered um, and renamed Planet Vegeta, which is what we all knew growing up was that all the Saiyans were from Planet Vegeta. Well, really, it was originally called Planet Sadala. Um, but anyway, so after Planet Vegeta... As after it was renamed and conquered um that's when king vegeta came into power he was basically the 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 king of this whole planet um at some point planet vegeta was visited by the god of destruction beerus which again if you've been following any of the movies um i think he came in it wasn't Res it was it resurrection f or the battle of the gods i think it was battle of the gods um i think is what that movie was called but he also came in in super beerus is pretty much the god of destruction every planet um every universe rather has one they all have a universe they always have a uh, an angel that's kind of like a balance for the god of destruction and then they have a king kai that's there as well um again if you haven't watched super then that's definitely some spoiler but i suggest that you sit down and watch it so you can understand um who beerus is because he plays a very pivotal role in this whole story um but upon uh, visiting he basically he basically deemed the Saiyans as a savage race with no chance of improving, or more accurately, he felt that they were just annoying. That's Beerus, because that's just the personality he has. Um, he ultimately ordered Frieza to destroy the planet and the entire Saiyan race, who was of a similar mindset as he came to see the Saiyan race as potentially posing a threat to his tyranny, um, to which the tyrant went to the planet and completely obliterated them from space, wiping out a small group of Saiyans, uh, wiping out all but a small group of Saiyans. So, if you guys have seen the latest Brawly movie, uh, the Super Brawly movie, which I absolutely love, like that, this one was so much better than the other one, than the original Brawly movie when they first did it. It actually gives more context behind who Brawly was and things like that. Uh, but if you've seen it, you've already seen this part where Frieza basically obliterates, um, you know, Planet Vegeta. So that's kind of a backstory on you know where Saiyans come from and things like that so now I'm going to give just a little bit more of con just a little bit more context around an actual Saiyan um, a, ba a baby Saiyan's power level is measured as soon as they are born if their power level is up to up to standard they are raised as upper level warriors and become combatant uh, candidates if their power level remains low even after a certain amount of time has passed they are classified as low warrior 
or low-level warriors and become either engineers or infiltration babies. Infiltration babies are sent off to a planet the Saiyans have selected for takeover, and if the baby grows up into a warrior capable of taking over the planet, they are allowed to return as a full-fledged combatant. Infiltration babies have a low survival rate. Um, so, yeah, so that tells you right there how like i don't know how very i don't know backwards and kind of cold that this world is essentially if you're born and you have you're up to standard okay cool you have an opportunity to you know be a upper level warrior you know and become a combatant uh, candidate but if you're at the bottom uh, you're just going to become either an engineer or we'll just ship you to another world and if you become strong enough to you know take over that world then you'll be able to come back as a full-fledged combatant but you know your survival rate is very low so yeah i just told you how cold this uh this place is and to further that point saiyans do not celebrate any holidays instead of playing like earthling children saiyan children fight amongst themselves so think about like i guess to put it in perspective think about if you've watched the movie 300 um and you know how like at kind of at the very beginning they kind of put them through that test when they get to a certain age um i think they were like 13 or something like that yeah, but think about that from a baby standpoint. Like, we're just going to drop you off somewhere, you know, and just, you know, think about, like, what happened with Harry Potter. Like, you know, they just dropped Harry off at the house, and they were just like, well, somebody will raise him. He'll take over at some point, you know, or he won't. That's what it is. So, yeah, it's it's just kind of wild when you think about that. Um, so, babies, uh, usually all pure-blooded Saiyans from Universe 7, which, again, that's where, like, Goku, Vegeta, and all of them are from. But all pure-blooded... Pu- pure blooded Saiyans from Universe 7 are born with a brown furred monkey like tail. Commonly for adult Saiyans, they are wrapped they wrap around their tails around their hip as a makeshift belt for better convenience. The tail is very prehensile and can be used to grab things um like some you know like monkeys kind of do like with their tail giving them the sense um, of an extra hand to fight with when grabbed or injured it causes great pain to the owner leaving them drained of all strength and effectively immobilizing the whole body however the sands can train themselves to overcome this weakness leaving them unaffected altogether Um, which is one of the things that like you if you've watched the show that you know that especially uh frieza calls um sans monkeys or apes all the time this is like a derogatory term for them because obviously i mean they do have you know a tail but you know he kind of walks around just calling them monkeys all the time um but yeah <laughs> so uh, the most unique and prominent ability to tell provides Saiyans is to transform into a great ape if exposed to the uh, the full moon there's like some waves i can't remember what it's called i think it's like blood's wave Blitz waves, I think is what it is, um, of the full moon. If the tail is removed, this power is lost, forcing them back into their normal state if transformed is transformed at the time. If the tail is lost, it will often suddenly grow back if the Saiyan is in danger. However, once the Saiyan reaches a certain level of strength, the Saiyan's body seems to deem the tail as an unnecessary appendage if removed. Um, so, 
if you've seen the show, then you know that there are a couple of scenes that you've seen where like Gohan has turned into a great ape. Um, a couple, I think Vegeta turned into one. Like a lot of a few Saiyans have been able to turn into it. But I know with Gohan, they immediately took his tail away, and that was the reason why. Is because once they turn into this great ape, like they go completely ballistic. Uh, they go berserk. They do not care about anything. They basically destroy any and everything in their path. Um, from a personality standpoint, Saiyans tend to share common personality traits, even at young ages. Being aggressively militant, they share an innate enjoyment for combat and conflict and fighting, um, choosing violence over peace with other races. Saiyans have an inborn need to fight. Most Saiyans will spend their lives training to become stronger so they can prove themselves in battle. So again, similar to like 300. Um, they just want to be strong, prove that they're strong, right? Um, so from an appetite standpoint, Sands are noted for having ravenous and seemingly insatiable appetites due to their enormous strength and intense aura. The Sands energy and nutritional intake requirements are at a great deal higher than normal earthlings. This heightened metabolism also benefits their physique as despite their gluttonous eating it is still much harder for Saiyans to grow obese or even suffer indigestion or cramps in fact it seems to improve their overall performance um, if you follow the show then you know that especially Goku is always eating like and they and I remember I was reading somewhere that they said that even according to like Saiyan standards Goku's eating habits and his appetite are like hands down like they're head and shoulders above regular saiyans so they have a really crazy and insatiable appetite lifespan um saiyan's lifespan is about the same as an average earthling about 75 to 100 years old with some of them having longer expectations but if they keep themselves in their peak health performance and appearance um they can kind of stay around a lot longer um however according to um, the creator, their natural lifespan itself is longer than humans, but as a warrior race, many of them die in battle, and by extension, their general lifespan is probably about like 80 years old. Like usually, they they usually they're still young at 80, um, but I mean it, it can still it obviously it can change their lifespan just because I mean at this point, majority of the time they end up dying early on. But uh, to say that a saying that's 80 that that saying is still pretty young so they have a very you know interesting lifespan in the sense that they can stay alive for a long time but the better the better their shape and their health um then the better that the longer that they can live um from a family standpoint so saying families appear to be far different to that of traditional earthling families apart from the royal family of vegeta there are no particular there are not particular rather about blood relationships of the new um, and few pure-blooded Saiyan family seen only Vegeta and his father have had close relationships as well as Brawly and Paragus to some extent children are kept in pods as infants and monitored by doctors while their parents are usually occupied on military or mercenary missions um so yeah it's just kind of i don't know so again i mean i guess if you already are tracking then you can understand that a planet who throws you know pretty much kids who they don't deem strong enough and throws them out of the planet to go you know 
go to another planet and inhabit it and take it over and then come back and that's how you know that you became a man or a woman um you can imagine that they're not very close when it comes to their family you know blood relationships and things like that um an interesting fact here is all full-blooded Saiyans, you know, when you think about Radix, uh, Goku, Vegeta, Nappa, Paragus, Brawly, Bardock, they all have names that are puns on various vegetables. So I, I didn't even think about that until I was looking this up, and I was like, dude, that's actually pretty interesting. Um, so a Super Saiyan is an ability that they have, which is more commonly how most people know about this show, was when you think about, like, Super Saiyans um, and you know, the hair and the eyes and things like that. So Super Saiyan is the most powerful ability of a, of a normal Saiyan. However, it is the ability to drastically argue, argue, uh, augment their speed, strength, and energy by transforming into a Super Saiyan. Um, the ability is rare and difficult to achieve normally, but gives the Saiyan unbelievable enhancement uh, when it comes to their normal abilities. So, Super Saiyan, we've all seen them. Like I said, they usually get like long hair. Goku, everybody's hair is usually black, but when they go Super Saiyan, they end up having like gold hair. Um, their eyes usually change color to like this like blue color. Um, and uh, it's just an interesting concept to see them go through a transformation. If you've watched the old school Dragon Ball Z, like I remember, you know, coming home and watching the old school Dragon Ball Z um, when it first came, was coming out, you know. And I just remember it would take like three episodes for them to transform. Like it was always great when it happened, but it just took so long for them to transform. But that's usually um, that's usually one of the go to abilities. And I mean, you have like Super Saiyan, you have Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 3, Super Saiyan 4, Super Saiyan God, uh, which is red. Then you got Super Saiyan Blue. Then you got you know it's just it, it kind of goes on and on um and i'm sure that we're not anywhere close to to a finish because even with like super saiyan brawly doesn't necessarily go super saiyan he more go he has like a berserk mode so there's just different modes and different variations of it but um super saiyan is probably one of their go-to um and most powerful abilities so that kind of was a backstory on what a super saiyan was and you guys got to forgive me about reading through this because i swear that i understand english and i swear that i can read I'm, I'm not illiterate but <laughs> i have a hard time sometimes reading things um so that's kind of the backstory on what an actual saying is so what i'm going to do is we're going to take a quick break i'll be right back and then we'll talk through the four that i kind of ranked out why i ranked them the way that i did and uh, we'll go ahead and, and uh, end the episode so i'll be right back guys enjoy this uh quick commercial all right, guys, thanks for sticking around. So prior to the commercial break, we ended up going through what an actual saying is. Now we get to the uh, to the fun part, the meat and potatoes of this episode, right? Um, I went ahead and like I said, I ranked four of my favorite sayings. Obviously, they're going to be very, very, they're going to be ones that um, that people are going to be like, okay, that makes sense. Like they're, you know, in a way that they kind of shake out for me. I actually ranked them like in the top thing. This wasn't like, okay, these four. I actually have them ranked um, specifically one through four. So before I kind of get into that, I just want to give some different characters for context around um, who I went with. Now, this this is actually from GameRant.com where they were talking about the strongest uh, Dragon Ball strongest Saiyans ranked was the list. There were 15 of them. So they included Radix, which for those of you who don't know, um, Radix is actually Raditz is actually uh, Goku's older brother. 
Um, so they had him there. They had Napa. They had Bardock. They had Goten, which is uh, Gohan, well, one of Goku's um, sons. I was going to say Gohan's little brother. Um, they've got Trunks, obviously. They've got Kaba from um, Universe 6. He's one of the Saiyans that are there. Khalifa. They got Kale. They have Future Trunks. Um, a lot of different characters and things like that. So those are just some of the people that are that are kind of there. Obviously, I, I excluded the big ones for a reason um, because obviously they're going to be on my list. So for my list, um, starting off at number four, what I actually did, um, I, the character that I chose here was Gohan. So I really like Gohan um, as a character. And here's kind of a brief description according to Game Rant on a, or for a Gohan. So there was a time when uh, the creator actually wanted Gohan to replace his father as the central character in Dragon Ball. But fans just never really warmed up to him in the same way as they did Goku. Even so, the young Saiyan did get to experience some time in the spotlight during the Cell Game Saga and remains an accomplished fighter in the present era. He's mastered many forms over the years, but his potential unleashed state remains his most powerful. He also certainly has the potential to master some of those more powerful Super Saiyan transformations if he so wished, but has expressed an interest in focusing more on his human side as he moves forward with his training. So, for those of you who didn't listen to my episode before, or maybe you did, um, if you did, obviously, thank you. If you didn't, I'm about to send you back there. For those of you who may not have heard that episode, then I suggest that you go back and listen to it. But it's an episode that I was talking through characters who could have really been amazing and really could have been cold if they hadn't of, you know, if the the character or if the creator had kind of gave them some space um, and, gave, and allowed them to be great. Gohan was definitely on that list. Because I feel like, to the, to this description, he had so much potential. And during the Cell Game Saga, he was absolutely amazing. Um, he, when you think about the fight, like the father-son Kamehameha wave is still probably one of the best finish. I mean, like to me, one of the best abilities that came out of this show. Um, just seeing him be able to, like, do have, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering this right, he, he, essentially did like a Kamehameha with one hand like with his dad kind of popping up and you know you kind of saw him standing behind um, Gohan even though he was dead at the time but it was just an amazing move uh, just just a great a great ability he had the Masenko which was probably one of my favorite moves that he used um, Teen Gohan Teen Gohan was probably like hands down the best like Teen Gohan was the guy I don't know if it's true that you know um, Akira Toyama. Um, I, I know that you know he said that he wanted him to kind of step in and replace him as a central character, but fans didn't really warm up to him the way that they did to Goku. I don't know if that's. I mean, I guess it's true. I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna question anybody about something that they created. I just know that I feel like they just kind of. I feel like they just kind of like wasted Gohan's character, and then when they tried to make him a vocal point, it was like. Yeah, no, you know, because it's like you gave us this version of him. Everybody liked that version of him. And then you kind of shelved him. And then you were like, but we want to make him number one. It's like, well, no, people aren't going to want that at all. So I think that's kind of what happened with Gohan. But 
Gohan was Gohan was the real deal. So I had to give him number four here. I I really thought that he was going to end up being the person that was going to be the Super Saiyan God. I think that would have kept him on par with all the other Saiyans because now he's like so far removed, especially when you look at Super. Um, he's still got the potential unleashed state that he can go into, but it's nowhere near where the rest of the Saiyans are. And I thought that if they give gave him Super Saiyan God, he would have been able to keep up a little bit more. Um, and then my only other knock against him was the whole thing with Chi-Chi where she was like i don't want you fighting anymore you got a family you know you need to go to school and stuff like that and then they put him through the whole sandman thing it was just they, they just did my boy gohan really dirty um still he's still number four for me really enjoy his character but they just did him really really dirty um so number three number three i went with vegeta so vegeta um i i really was going back and forth and i if anything i'd say that he and number two are kind of like interchangeable i love both of them but um vegeta his character description is much of the frustration of the sand prince vegeta has always been one step behind goku when it comes to mastering new transformations as of the moment the furthest we've seen him go is super saiyan blue meaning that he's still very well he's still some way behind his long-term rival um if anybody has the motivation and perseverance required to surpass goku though it's definitely vegeta with the emergence of cumber and brawley's return he certainly finds himself quite far down on the pecking order when it comes to the most powerful sands and this is something that will not sit well with him at all if history is anything to go by vegeta will more than likely obtain the ultra instinct form in the not too distant future for now though he'll just have to settle um for the third place so um at this point like i said i i love vegeta i think vegeta's characters his character design is amazing i love his personality i just hate the fact that he always plays second fiddle to 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 uh, goku rather Here's the thing, right? So I, 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 I will admit I've never really read the manga for Dragon Ball Z. People say that it's absolutely amazing, and obviously, as you start to kind of continue through that uh, from the show, I've watched all the way up to Super. So I've watched everything. So I watched Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I watched Kai. I watched um, GT. I watched all of that, right? I watched Super, all of that. So where I'm at right now, obviously, you're getting to see the fact that with goku learning ultra instinct that or ultra instinct that's the next ability that i'm assuming that vegeta is going to catch up with but for what i'm hearing though what i'm seeing on some different boards people are talking about the fact that vegeta is kind of going to go his own path i guess going forward where he's going to learn some new ability or something like that that's supposed to put him on par with goku if not stronger than goku um and i know that you know Whis kind of uh which again if you haven't watched super you probably don't know who Whis is but Whis is kind of like the right right hand man to the uh to the god of destruction to lord beerus and Weiss has kind of alluded to it a couple of times talking about um, the fact that, you know, he's very aggressive and he doesn't see anything outside of himself, which is why he'll never be stronger than Goku. But Goku's too go goofy. and He doesn't take it serious to be stronger. So I think that eventually at some point, Vegeta's temperament is going to change just a little bit or he's just going to push through and just be like, because I'm angry, I came up with this form, which I could see him potentially going into a berserk form because everybody loved. Well, I mean, I know I love Majin Vegeta like that version of Vegeta was hands down the most just killer vegeta ever like the killer most killer saying in general like it reminded me of brawley but it didn't but 
it was so much stronger, like, to me, I felt like. Speaking of Brawley, so number two was actually Brawley. That's why I said these two, can, they're kind of interchangeable. Um, so Brawley, his character description is when fully powered up, Brawley is able to get the better of both Goku and Vegeta in their Super Saiyan Blue forms, thanks to his immense power, which that's a callback to um super brawly the movie if you haven't watched that i suggest that you watch it it's only when the pair fuse together to form gogeta that they're able to defeat him and even then it's certainly no walk in the park that fight scene was absolutely amazing i think i hinted or i talked about that on the movie review that i did for super brawly so i suggest that you either listen to that and go watch the movie uh do both uh, mo- much of Brawley's power comes from him as his uncontrollable rage, and this can at times make him incredibly unpredictable. He was the first character in the series to master the legendary Super Saiyan form and could prove to be a very useful ally to Goku and his friends in the future if he continues his training on Vampa. So... Again, if you follow, if you watch the Super Brawly movie, it makes it seem like that version of Brawly is going to be candid to this uh, to this uh, uh, show, finally. Because if you watch the original Brawly movie, it wasn't really candid because it happened during GT and apparently things in GT aren't necessarily candid. So it was good that they, they redid Brawly to introduce him into the... To the uh, the super uh, series so i think that was absolutely amazing and the way that it's going right now where we're, where we're having these universe battles i could very well see them bringing in brawly as an additional character you can probably drop off some some characters like you know krillins and piccolos and stuff like that and kind of move brawly into that squad i like brawly's character design i really like the way that they that they wrote him i like the way that they rewrote him i like his backstory dude just had a really tough life i mean his dad literally you know well he got exiled because he was too strong uh, which i like that i like that thought process of him getting kicked out of planet vegeta because he was too strong versus what they did in the first brawly movie where basically they made brawly just hate goku because goku cried all the time like i don't i didn't like that but yeah i feel bad for brawly like he has he had like a like a uh like the original Brawly, I know he had the crown that was like placed on his head and the crown that his dad it was his dad that put the crown on his head and the, the crown that his dad put on his head literally is what he would use to like send Brawling into this crazy rage like dude would just go crazy he was unpredictable he would fight he would go berserk mode and just kill and destroy for whatever reason this dude is literally the Hulk like he is literally the Hulk um, except for he kind of has something to keep him in check but the crazy part about it is once it finally got off of him he actually went he actually went quiet, went really cool, turned docile, and at the end of the Super Brawly movie, him, he and Goku actually kind of become friends, and he um, he tells him, like, hey, I have no problem coming up here and fighting and training with you or whatever, and teach you how to be a good Saiyan, so I think that Brawly will be okay, like I said, he'll be a nice addition to, uh, to this Universe 7 roster for the upcoming uh, tournaments. So, number one, obviously, by default, you know, if I hadn't talked about him already, then clearly he was going to be here. It's Goku. Like, Goku is still, hands down, the best fighter. He's still, hands down, the the favorite character. He is still, hands down, the guy when it comes to this show. Um, Goku has always led the way when it comes to mastering new transformations, and that continues to be the case in the modern age. He was the first to obtain all four levels of Super Saiyan in the original anime, and most recently acquired Ultra Instinct during the Tournament of Power arc. was in super although he's yet to fully master the form it's something that he's been able to tap into in moments of extreme danger meaning that it's always there if and when 
he really needs it. While using Ultra Instinct, Goku just might be the strongest fighter in all the 12 universes and is more or less unstoppable by all but the gods. And it's crazy to me when you watch it, when you watch that fight, him, he versus uh, him and Jaren going at it. I was 100% sure that Jaren was about to walk, just completely wipe the floor with this man. And to a certain extent, he definitely did. But once he kind of learned his Ultra Instinct, like Goku just took it to another level. That that And that's crazy because for him, it's more of a... Because Ultra Instinct essentially is him not thinking, right? So it takes the thought process out of it. And his body is able to just kind of move on its own. Hence the instinct. It's heightened instinct. So when something happens, he's able to react very fast. Now the I know the gap was is that he couldn't he couldn't necessarily attack. He was more he was using it more for defense. So as Jaren was attacking him, he could go into Ultra Instinct and actually kind of defend Jaren's abilities and kind of catch him every once in a while. But I, I'm assuming that now going forward, he's going to train a little bit more on it. Beerus and Whis kind of alluded to the fact that he wasn't even supposed to learn this ability. It's supposed to be something that only like the the gods of destruction and people like that can actually you know comprehend and actually obtain but obviously we know goku he's going to get every single ability that comes out except for you know like like i said the berserk mode and stuff like that even though he did have a couple of kind of berserkish um, transformations but it made sense that he was going to get this so it, it just makes sense that goku would be number one here because of all the abilities that he's had so that kind of completes the list, guys. So like I said, I mean, we obviously went through the history of a Saiyan. I know it was a little bit drawn out and it probably was a little bit, I wouldn't say boring, but it was probably more informative than majority of my episodes. I just want to give you guys some content and context um, about what a Saiyan actually was. Then, of course, we went through my top four. So number one was Goku, number two, Brawly, number three, Vegeta, number four, Gohan, even though they did my boy Gohan wrong. Shout out to Gohan. But um, just want to kind of go through that so this episode again was uh i'm just saying my top four sayings um thank you everyone for sticking around and supporting the show again um you can find me on twitter and instagram at anime talk 12 that's anime talk in the numbers one and two aka 12 um make sure guys like i said if you reach out if you if you uh, follow the show if you follow me on those social media handles reach out to me and let me know if you like an episode or if you don't like an episode um guys by the way i don't i don't think i said this before but my birthday is actually coming up on the 12 show your boy some love reach out to me on social media and just wish me a happy birthday um getting on up there in years not super old i'll be 32 um so man i appreciate it it's on thursday like i said thanks guys for sticking around um yeah, I guess I'll talk to you guys next time. Until next time, though, this is Matt St. Jack. Peace.